Welcome to the Old Trafford Show. Some say it's better, the devil you know, coming at you. <laughs> Remember that, striker. <laughs> what a way to start the podcast, Maisie. We've never had you start a podcast before. Exactly. What was that, please? Can you just let everyone know? Striker from the, I think it's about the 1996 FA Cup final. Can you repeat? I didn't hear. I didn't hear the first couple of words. He said something that? along the lines of "Welcome to the Old Trafford Show." Some say it's better. The devil you know, coming at ya. Booyakasha. Don't know the rest. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. If you've just, if you're wondering what's going on, it's not a malfunction. You really are listening to the official <laughs> Manchester United podcast, and this is how we've started this conversation. In a bit, we will talk. To Raymond van der Howe. But for the minute, we're going to try and reset David May. Welcome. Here we go, here we go, here we go then. All right, okay. So this is my first ever intro to the Manchester United podcast. Yeah, but don't think for a second the rest of that isn't being used. Guys, I am I am the host and these are my co-partners, Mrs. Helen Evans and Mr. Sam Holmwood. How are you doing, guys? Maisie, that was beautiful. That's See? the best introduction we've had. Yeah, Sam and I are so had. boring. <laughs> <laughs> Sensational, Maisie. Hi, is everyone? All good. Yeah, I tell you what though, I've had a thought yes. recently. Mm-hmm. Right, you see my hair? Yeah, I can see mess, your hair. Right? Just a yeah. mess. Hasn't been cut for months. No, when I see other people, no one else seems to have this going on. Everybody else seems to have perfectly reasonable, nice hair. They're probably cutting it, Sam. Just cut it, Sam. But, what me? Cut it myself? <laughs> yeah. You've That'd gone too far. That you, you probably can't, you probably can't cut yeah. it now. There's, there's too much. Yeah, no, are going for a little top knot next? It's, do you know what? I'm not that far away. Yeah, I'm just suspicious. That's all I'm saying. And it's okay. Do what you like. I'm just suspicious. Do you know something I would like to bring up, guys? Go on. I've been listening to your podcasts while I've been out walking, and I've noticed that there's not very many reviews over the last few weeks. So I would like to appeal to our listeners. To give us a little review, because we're not too bad, are we? Do you mean on the Apple Podcast? I do app? mean on the Apple Podcast nice. app, Sam. I'm Thank have you a, for I'm have a look right now. clarifying that. You can leave a review if you want. Oh, I'm accidentally playing the McFeely episode. It happens Maybe every like time, they, doesn't it? They can't use the app very well. I know. That does happen to me. You have to scroll the whole way down to the bottom. Uh, I've got one here from, what, the when about the, the 18th? Going from the 18th. Wonderful podcast, relaxed, funny, and human. Gets right into the detail of the stories and is a great companion on a long walk. Helen, did you write this? I love the older <laughs> players. The Gary Bailey one was brilliant, but they're all worth a listen. And that was from The Snakes. I could easily have written that one. So, yeah, anybody wants to write a little review for us, go ahead and do that. Yeah, that'd be nice. We would that'd really nice. appreciate it. Oh, five stars. Do it while I'm here. Today, today, guys. Today is Raymond Van der Gorgeous, as I used to call him. It's Raymond van der Howe. Was it just you that called him that, or was that a collective team? No, thing? I think I think the majority of the girls in the uh, in the club used to mm-hmm. used to fancy him. Did he like that nickname? Uh, I'm not sure whether he liked it or not, but it stuck. Yeah, we'll find out, won't we? Yeah. yeah. What was he like, Maisie? The ultimate professional goalkeeper. With him being behind Big Pete as well, obviously his game time was limited, but he knew that as an understudy. I thought Raymond was absolutely fantastic. Didn't bother me when Big Pete was missing because I knew that Raymond had come in and, and step up to the plate and he was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Lovely fella. Really is. Anything we, we want to get into? Any stories you know from behind the scenes that you think, well, you want to ask him about that? Uh, maybe the relationship he had with Big Pete 
uh, it's not all it's not all sunshine and flowers and all nice. It's all professionalism. You know, sometimes they don't get on as as happens in in football squads. But as I said, the ultimate professional. Whenever he had to do his job, he was um, second to none. Really was. Also, and I can only speculate on how uh, Helen and Tasker feel. But it's so good whenever we have a treble winner on just to sort of relive their experience of those few days where it all happened. Mm-hmm. Always brilliant because everybody's story is ever so slightly unique about the most wonderful thing ever that happened to this brilliant football club. Ticking off another of our treble winning squad as well. Yes. Yeah. Not many left, I, guys. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how many's left, but can't be many. Nope. No. Uh, Teddy, Yap, we need them. Keno, obviously. David Beckham. Keno Jordi Cruyff. Jordi, yes. Gary Neville. Phil Jonathan Greening. Jono. Oh, we haven't got Jonathan Greening yet. Yeah, there's a few. That needs to happen. But before any of that, I suppose we should do Raymond van der Howe. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Bring him on. Three, Raymond, two, well... Oh. <laughs> you know, we'll have a countdown. That was the smoothest intro sorry. we've ever done. Sorry. Music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. This is it. Sorry. Three, two, one. Raymond, welcome to the Manchester United podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Helen. Good. Good to see you. What What is life like for you at the moment? Tell us where you're living. Well, I'm living in uh, in Holland. I'm working at the football club PSV Eindhoven as a goalkeeping coach. Uh, it has been very hectic the, the, the last month. Um, but from now on, we only have a one game in a week. That's good. How long have you been in your role at PSV? Uh, this is my uh, first season. Mm-hmm. And before this, I've been a goalkeeping coach at uh, Vitesse Arnhem for 11 years. How did that come about, right? Um, Head on said? The, the goalkeeping coach uh, left PSV. And uh, so there was a place available. And uh, they took me. And it was a big challenge for me. What's the difference, PS, PSV and um, Vitesse? Obviously, the size um, of the club and also a bit, bit bigger. Like, exactly. But. Well, PSV is the top club uh, in Holland. It's Ajax, PSV, Feyenoord, and a little bit uh, AZ. Yeah. So uh, PSV is always going for for a uh, for a championship. They want to go in Europe. Uh, so they they want to win trophies, and that's mm-hmm. uh, I think the biggest difference between. Of course, it's a bigger club than Vitesse Arnhem, but that's the biggest thing. And you make mm-hmm. a chance to to win something. And to be honest, uh, that's, the, that's the thing what I like. I mean, I've used to it uh, at, at United. Uh, you play for something, you want to win something. And now I'm a coach of a club who wants to win something. And that's, of course, the other clubs wants to win uh, uh, sure. other things as well, but uh, it's a different way. It's more quality. Ruud van Nistelrooy is at uh, PSV, isn't he? Correct, correct. He is, um, he's the coach from the under 19s. And next season, he will be the coach of the reserve team. So next season, next next season, I will work work with him a little bit more. Happy days! Did you have to move house, Ray? Um, I should do. It's it's one and a half hour drive, so it's uh, was a difficult decision. Uh, just my my wife and, and children, they stay uh, in the place where we're living now, and I yeah. have an apartment, so I can stay over a couple of nights when it is necessary. Mm-hmm. When we are coming back from an uh, from an from our game and it will be late yeah. or we have an early uh, uh, morning session so uh, sometimes I'm, uh, I stay over and, and the other times I just drive home Is that where you're living now is that close to where you were brought up as a child? 
Uh, no, uh, where I live now is in, in the middle of Holland. Um, my childhood was near the border from Germany, near Enschede. Mm-hmm. Was that called Odenzaal? Correct. You have done your homework, uh, Macy. Mm-hmm. Well done. It's all about the pronunciation, too. Aye, aye, Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. yes, of course. <laughs> yes, I can go yeah. a little bit Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your childhood like, Ray? Uh, my childhood, I started at, um, yeah, what I said, very close to the border of Germany as a football club uh, called FC Twente. Steve McLaren was um, mm-hmm. yes. the head coach one time. So yeah. I've been playing there for four years in, in let's say, uh, youth academy uh, teams. And um, uh, from there, I went on studying in the north of Holland. And in the meantime, I moved to another club that's called uh, Goat Eagles. And they are playing in a championship in uh, in Holland. After that, I went to um, uh, Vitesse Arnhem. Have you always been a goalkeeper, right? Yes, yes. Always from day one. Well, um, in the beginning, I, 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 well, a little bit, yeah. Well, in the beginning, you can't say a real goalkeeper. I mean, you know, when you're a young kid, all the players yeah. are together. And in the past, at my time, I mean, you're still younger than uh, a little yeah, bit yeah. more younger than me. But it was, you know, all all the players all together. So, uh, but I was a little bit uh, bored when I started in the goal because uh, I, I was playing in a team and it was quite very strong. Um, so at uh, that moment I said, I-, I want to play football. So for a short time I played a little bit football, but uh, I, um, I had to play back uh, in, the goal again, in, in the goal again from the coach. You say that like it's a negative. <laughs> Why a goalkeeper? Did you have someone that you looked up to? Was it in your family? No, no, nothing. Um, I had no. My father was just a normal worker. Didn't play football in the past, so no, I, I didn't have an, an example that would say, "Well, I, you, I like to play in the first team of, of the amateur club or whatever." No. What was life like for you growing up? Did were you always a huge sports fan? Did you have brothers and sisters? Were you more academic? Was it only football? Um, I'm a huge uh, sports fan. Um, I have a brother, but he is six years younger than me. So um, the connection was a little bit, you know, the difference uh, between the, the ages was so big that you, you don't play so much with each other. I went to the academy. Uh, yeah, I'm a PE teacher. So I went uh, next to my football. I went to, uh, to the university. So, um, yeah, I like all kinds of sports. So it's not only football. So your aim when you were a child, did you want to be a PE teacher? Was that in your aspirations or did you very much want to be a footballer? Well, I wanted to be a footballer, yes, but it's not so focused like what you have those days. If you look at those days, then you have players who are going to the academy. There's a plan, uh, there's all, everything regarding with, with the school, with the sports, with, with the food, everything. And uh, in my time, it, that was not the case. I love to play football. I did it a lot. I played outside, um, but next to it, I did all the other things as well, what a normal young guy would do. Mm-hmm. When did you realize, Ray, what, at what point in your early career did you think, I've got a chance of actually becoming a professional footballer? Well, I, as what I said before, um, I played four years for academy teams from FC Twente. So well, what, was- age, what age was that, right? Uh, from 14 till 18. 14 to 18. So that was a sign that you're one of the best players from the area. Yeah. So when I was 18, I had to make a decision going to a professional football club for FC Twente because they had only two teams. So it was the first team and the second team. I chose to go to, uh, to the north of Holland to go for a study. 
And uh, I had to make a decision. Okay, the combination with, with studying and football, the distance was so big that I had the feeling um, one of the two was not working. And um, if I wouldn't be successful the first year of the school, mm -hmm. I had to leave the school. I didn't want to do that. So I said, I focus on, foot, on, uh, on, on the study. And if the football, if they are believing in me, I'm good enough, they will come back. So I, I stayed with the amateur club. And after two years, uh, there were three options uh, to go to the professional football club. So in my third uh, year of school, I went to uh, Coet Eagles, and where I started as a professional uh, football player. Right. It's okay. a very brave decision. Yeah. I think I think everybody else we've spoken to, mm -hmm. lots of players have had other sports that they could have gone into or other careers they could have gone into. Yeah. Everybody always took that jump and went for football. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Correct. But you, you didn't. I think you're the first person we've spoken to that hasn't done that. Was it? Was that a difficult decision? Yes, it was difficult. Yeah. But don't forget the, the times are changed. I mean, if you look at now, uh, all the professional football players in England, they earn much more money than yeah. in my time. So when you have a degree, then you have more chance. If you, don't, if you are not successful in the football, you can find a job. So you're more guaranteed for a job to, to get money. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was, you know, the education for my parents to me. And at the end, well, I think I made the right decision to go to the study, finish it, and then uh, focus on full uh, professional. Yeah, of course. What was it like then to get that first professional contract? Yeah, yeah good question. Um, Can you remember your first wage, Ray? Well, the thing is... Um, Paying guilders over there, would it? Yeah, there were guilders at that time. Guilders. <laughs> no pounds, <laughs> no euros. <laughs> At that time, well, it was not, not a big contract with a lot of money. It was no. more a logic thing. Uh, so I can pay for my apartment and uh, rent a car and live for it. And, and that's it. Mm -hmm. So it was not, you know, uh, I've been at a, at a certain time. I had to make a decision if I wanted to be a PE teacher full time or uh, a professional football player. And the difference between what I was earning it was the same right so um yeah i spoke about it for a long time and then i i came out on uh, professional football but um, it was not uh, not a lot of money maybe not mm -hmm. not at all did, did you did you obviously yeah you spoke to people who did you speak to your parents or other, um, yeah. other mates or, yeah with my my girlfriend who is my wife still yeah so um yeah so it was um it was not easy but at the end, uh, I think it, it worked really well mm -hmm. because I, I made the right decision or we made the right Absolutely. decision. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But it was a gamble. So let's talk about the brilliantly named Go Ahead Eagles. Yeah. What was life like for you there? Because you were in the academy and then you, you ended up in the first team in 1985, right? Uh, 1985, yeah, that's correct, yeah. Uh, ooh, I think... Yeah, you, Raymond, you Google that. I wasn't alive to see it. <laughs> no, 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 but I was thinking, oh, which year was it? Yeah. You wasn't alive to see it? No, I hadn't been born. What? <laughs> you wasn't born, Me? Sam, 19. Yeah, no, I hadn't been oh. born yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, that right? makes us all feel so old. I feel, I feel old now, my friend. Sorry, yeah. I just, I, no, I was thinking I was born then, but I wasn't born then either. Yeah. yeah. 87. Yeah. yeah. So what was that like getting into, after being at university and studying to then suddenly 
playing football professionally, which I guess still had been a dream all the way through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's right. Um, yeah, well, it was great. Um, I came in the first team after six games and the, the number one goalkeeper, uh, he had a heart attack in the dressing room. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. So he, he didn't die, uh, by the way, but he, he <laughs> was a very experienced goalkeeper. He was... Um, he played two World Cup finals in 1974 and 1978 with Holland. His name is Jan Jongbloed. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jan. Yeah. So I had a very experienced goalkeeper in the front of me. So uh, after that, uh, I came in the first team and I played for three years in the first team. Did Jan, did Jan ever get back into it or that was it? No, he was, no, no, he was no. finished. That was, that was the end of his career. And then he became an assistant coach. Okay. And when he left Coed Eagles, he went to Vitesse Arnhem. So at a certain time, he picked me and he brought me to Vitesse Arnhem. So that was, that was a good thing. Hmm. Yeah. And I still have contact with him. Uh, he, he was very good for me. Brilliant. So I was going to ask you how that next move came about, but you've mm -hmm. answered the question already. It was because of him. Uh, it was, of course, because of him. Yeah. And Vitesse Arnhem at that time played in a championship and they had big plans. They wanted to have an, a, a new stadium where they can move the pits outside the stadium and they want to have a closed roof and what they have now. But um, that was the plan, the plan to do it. But I came there and it took nine years, but I played eight years for Vitesse oh. Arnhem. So <laughs> I, I didn't play with Vitesse Arnhem in the stadium because I, went, I, I moved to uh, Manchester United. Tell you what, those fans, that must have been worth the wait, nine years for a stadium. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like Wembley. <laughs> yeah. Um, you won the, the league in your first season. Uh, correct, yeah. Which must have been special because at, at, at Go Ahead Eagles, you were, you were relegated and didn't get back up, right? Mm -hmm. When I came in the first team from Go Ahead Eagles, I played two years uh, in the Premier League. Uh, I became two times player of, of the year of the club. Uh, we got relegated, so we played, uh, yeah, I had the experience to go down. What is not nice, but it's part of uh, football. The season after, to Vitesse, I got the opposite. We became champion and we got a promotion to the Premier League. So I had a, that's mixed feelings, but that's uh, absolutely football. And it's good yeah. to have that. And you also got some UEFA Cup uh, action, right? Because you qualified for that too. That must have been really special. That was really special, correct. Uh, the funny thing is, uh, I, when I went to Man United, I looked at uh, the statistics of uh, Eric Cantona. And I found out that they played more games in Europe than he did. <laughs> so that <laughs> was quite funny. But um, yeah, there were special times. I think we had a, a special coach. He was very good to, to, make, uh, to, to bring players together and play like a team. And um, it, it was, I think, the best time of Vitesse Arnhem. It's a little bit, you know, what we had at Man United. Uh, Macy, at that time when we were there, I think mm -hmm. uh, Man United was dominating Europe and uh, we were uh, Vitesse Arnhem. That was the, the best part of Vitesse Arnhem uh, when I was playing there. Goes so to show, then, doesn't it? I brought, I brought yeah. the look yeah. over to Man United. Hey. Absolutely. How's that? Absolutely, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you had eight, eight years there, Ray. Yes. Um, is it two, nearly 260 appearances. That's a decent effort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I played almost all the games, yeah. As you know, I was fit. I looked after myself and... Raymond, uh, I've never seen anybody with a body like you. <laughs> Thank you, Maisie. Raymond van der Gorges. That, that was the name, Ray. I've heard the name. Come on. Uh, so, so a few times, eh? 
Raymond van der Gaal just when you came in were like that. Oh my God, is he a model or is he just like a goalkeeper? Did you start that in the MAZ? Hey, tell you. <laughs> you know, when you've got the likes of me, Scalzi there, you know, like Milk Bottles, Big Pete, Brucey, you know, I've gone along all the players and then Raymond comes in, Adonis. Absolute. <laughs> Gorgeous. Thank you, Maisie. When I'm back in England, uh, we will have a drink. Yes, we will. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Maisie will be buying you one. Very high praise indeed. Tell us then how that move all came about to Manchester um, United. To Manchester, yeah. Um, oh, um, I had an agent who was very uh, good contacted with Ferguson. And um, what's his name? Tony. Tony. Maisie, help me. Who played uh, in the goal? Tony. Tony Cotton. Yeah. TC. TC, yes. So Tony Cotton left the club. So uh, Ferguson was looking for a number two. And uh, my agent uh, made the contact. I always wanted to play in England. That, that was my dream. That was my wish. Uh, and one of the other things was uh, I was so curious how Peter Smeichel was playing and training. Mm. I never had the idea to go to Man United and uh, worked with, with Peter. But uh, yeah. One time, the manager or the, the my agent called me and I said, "Raymond, do you want to go to um, still go to England?" I said, "Yeah, of course." Okay, I have a club, but uh, I can't say you the name. And the only thing he said, "You you can earn this amount of money, uh, and if you want to do it, then we go. And otherwise, I will pick somebody else." I said, "Okay, um, I will do it." So we went to uh, to Manchester. Why didn't he tell you the name? He didn't. He, he didn't say uh, which about which club it was. Yeah, but why? Because I had another agent. So I said to him, "Listen, this is my agent. So I will take him with me." And he said, "No, no, no. That's not possible. There's no chance." And, and I understand, of course, why. But so I, I had to <laughs> to say, "Okay, we go for it. We, and we, we go there. We look at it, and then um, we make a decision." So. Um, we went there because he, he was sure that they will find out if I would go to Man United, then the deal was not done. So we went there. Uh, Ferguson picked us from the, from the airport. Um, so I was Raymond. Raymond, let let let, let's, let me stop you there. Let me yeah, stop yeah. you there. Yeah, you, you're I was just getting good, Macy. I know, but I just want yeah, to ask yeah, you something. Yeah. So <laughs> your agent, is, this agent, doesn't tell you where you're going. Yeah. You, you go to the airport. Yeah. You fly to Manchester. Exactly. From there, you can go everywhere. Go on. Mm, true. Yeah, well, obviously, like, you know, you'd, if it was a London club, you'd be going to London, Heathrow or Gatwick or something. That was possible, but uh, this was... But I suppose near near Manchester, there's Bolton, Blackburn, Wigan. There's a lot of clubs that mm. you could have that, that could have been the ones, I suppose. So you fly to Manchester, you yeah. come out of the arrivals, yeah. and Sir Alex has got a sign saying Raymond van der Gaal. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, no? in, in the... Uh, in, when we were in the plane, he told me about which clip it was, Maisie. Oh. What, what did you have when the drinks trolley come round? No, but <laughs> it, it was, uh, you know, uh, first of all, you, you, you won't believe it. But, um, and then uh, when we stepped out of the plane, we came uh, outside. Ferguson was waiting for us. What was that like? <laughs> That's surreal. That's just surreal. Yeah, yeah. Well, where did, you, where did, where did he actually meet you? Uh, terminal one in Terminal One. At Terminal One, you, at that time, you uh, I don't know why, but you, you, he parked the car at the front, so I came yeah. out. I mean, uh, it was in '96. Come on, that's so long ago. Uh, 
things have been is, is been changing so much. I, I can't Maisie believe. Maisie needs to know all of the details. Did he yeah. get out of yeah, the car? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Or did he stay in the car? That's what Maisie wants to know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so we went in the car. This is this is by the way, nice, nice one. And on, was it? I don't, I can't remember if we drove to Old Trafford or when we go back. But this is where it's going about. He said, "Well, you have a little bit long hair." I said, "Okay, there's no problem because uh, I was my plan was anyway to cut it." So I had a ponytail, uh, Helen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he, that was mad. one of the first things he said to you? That's one of the first things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming, Maisie, that Sir Alex didn't pick you up from the train station at Blackburn. No, no, I just met him at Old Trafford when I was signing my contract. You feel cheated, I love the Maisie? Father. Yeah. I do, yeah, yeah. He's trying to come around to the house. That's the difference. Take me down. That's yeah. brilliant, Ray. That's yeah. a great story. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Did he That's know quality. that you hadn't known which club it was going to be? That's what I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We need to find that out. What was the conversation like in the car then? Apart from get your hair cut. Um, I was, well, my agent was uh, sitting in the front and my wife and I were sitting in the back. So we didn't speak so much. And to be honest, my English was not, was not the best like now, but at that time I, I was really struggling, uh, especially with, uh, the with the accent. accent. I thought, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, I had a lot of times I was sitting in a dressing room and Jordi Kruijf was sitting next to me and I said, what, what did he say? I said, uh, hey, uh, can, can you repeat that for me? <laughs> well, you know, you always say, shut up. <laughs> and the only, on the other side was Karl Poborski. He didn't understand anything. He didn't understand anything. No, no. no. <laughs> that, that was hopeless. Brilliant. So Sir Alex Ferguson picks you up. Yep. You go to the training ground or Old Trafford? No, Old Trafford. And that, what happened when you went to Old Trafford? First, we met Lynn Lafin. Maybe you knew her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. secretary. God bless. Uh, so we had a chat with her. Um, we had a little guiding in in the stadium. So I was impressed from the stadium. <laughs> red. No, I mean, it was inside. You know, uh, when yeah. you come there, there's no crowd, nothing, and it was for me still uh, impressive. Had you been to Old Trafford before with another team, no. or no, never? No, no. It's difficult to say, but I've seen one time one English game in England and it was a, a, a big friend from um, from school and he was a Liverpool supporter so I went to one game and it was Liverpool Ooh. Ooh. sorry we can edit that maybe, maybe we, we can, can edit 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 <laughs> cut. Cut. cut just say Manchester United and we'll, we'll, we'll chop that in <laughs> okay yeah yes sir cut it out but... who did they play what was the game Ooh, for I can't remember. It was a draw, and afterwards um, I was in a players' lounge, and my, my friend organized uh, a chat with the goalkeeper. It was Bruce Grobbelaar, mm. and Bruce, the yeah. connection, connection was uh, because he has uh, parents connected with uh, with Holland, oh, okay. or a father or a mum. I don't know. So back to you being at Old Trafford, mm -hmm. you have a little tour of the stadium, and did you then go and sign a contract? Yep. Everything was exactly what my agent told me. So that was quite clear. I signed a contract. The only thing, what I had to do was a medical test. Mm -hmm. And cut your hair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was no doctor uh, because it was, uh, yeah, it was a summer break. It was, everybody was, uh, was gone. Uh, the doctor left the club. And um, so I had to come back another time for, for a medical test. 
Then uh, Fergie said, uh, how's it possible? Just organize a doctor. Make sure there's a doctor that he can do the test today. So in the afternoon, I had the test. And it was, I think, in, in about 20 minutes done. Well, if you compare it with now, that's not possible. These days, yeah. everything is, will be checked. The lungs, the heart, the muscles, uh, all kinds of tests. But for me, it was, well, he had never seen such a fit person, the doctor said, uh, like me. So the med medical test was done. Yeah, as soon as he took his top off, it passed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the, the, so um, after that, when the medical test was done, uh, everything was, uh, was okay. Mm -hmm. And then the news started to break, I assume, across the media. So I went back. And uh, of course, you don't have what you have now with social media, uh, yeah. with the phone and everything. So we, we, we went back and uh, I stepped out of the plane in Holland and there were big cameras. And uh, I didn't expect that, but my agent who was uh, with me uh, did that for himself. You know, that's PR. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I had a little problem because my other agent didn't know anything about mm. it. How did that go down? Yeah, I made a phone call uh, in the evening and I told the story. I went to England and signed a contract. Yeah, yeah, I found out. I saw it on the telly and uh, I hope everything is uh, done well and uh, um, uh, good luck. <laughs> Boom. Done. So he was really angry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. at least he said well done and stuff. Yeah. Well, he said he hoped everything is 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 organized. Uh, so uh, good luck. I didn't realize you could have two agents. No, I didn't realize that either. But uh, it went so quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I have a question for you because I guess yeah. all of this for you would have happened really quickly and been really exciting. But yeah. because you didn't know where you were going when mm -hmm. you're on that plane. Yeah. I guess it's a part of you thinking about what you're going to be doing and where you're going to be playing maybe and even like yeah. where you're going to be living. But I suppose the main thing, your focus is football. Yeah. And you've, you've been at a club at Vitesse where you've been playing for eight or nine years and you're playing every game and you've played over 250 times. Mm -hmm. When you found out it was Manchester United and obviously the club has Peter Schmeichel, yes. was there a part of you that thought, well, I might not play as much? Yeah, of course. And, and was that a concern? Yes, it was, of course. Um, it's just what you said. Um, I've been always the number one. So I was, you know, prepared. I said, OK, I'm the understudy for Peter. But in football, you never know. And my dream was mm -hmm. playing for a top club. Now, I'm at the top club. I'm then maybe the number two. But you never know how it goes in football. Mm -hmm. So I always had a chance to have some games. And if you play, you have to show them that you, you're a good player. So my aim was do everything you can and uh, be ready if the manager needs you. And then you see how far it goes. It was not always easy. It was sometimes very hard because you always want to play if, if you're, if you're a, a football player. But mm -hmm. from the other side, uh, I didn't want to complain because I signed for this. Mm. So uh, I said, okay, I have to be fair. And if something will happen and I want to go somewhere else, then... I had to make the decision. But uh, my feeling was I, I was at a, such a fantastic club. Uh, we played at the highest level, uh, good players around me. You're playing for trophies. I think this was special. So it, it, it was for me difficult to, to go somewhere else. And uh, so now and then I played uh, quite a lot of uh, games as well. And my first uh, season, I didn't play so much, but I played the semi-final in the Champions League against Dortmund. Mm -hmm. So that was, was also a big thing. So, so when you get chances like that, I didn't want to go to another club 
and then see somebody else who's number two and came at Man United and will play games like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, afterwards I said, yeah, um, I can look in the mirror. I gave everything. I did everything what I could do. Uh, I gave all my best and uh, I didn't regret anything. What was it like working with Big Pete, working alongside him? Sometimes very good. Sometimes I hated him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you could be we a, all did. A, a pain, yeah, a pain in the ass. And from yeah. the other side, uh, I respected him. Uh, I think uh, a lot of times he was a very good colleague. Of course, uh, he was a lot of time uh, selfish. Um, so hmm. I was just happy to be there. And it was I was really curious how he was as, as a sportsman, as a goalkeeper, what kind of work he was doing. If he was a really hard worker, was it only the talent? Was it only gifted or is it also something else? And, and uh, this was my opportunity to see this with my own eyes. I mean, everybody can talk about it, but you have to see mm. it. You have to feel it. And what did you think? I, th I think Peter was was good for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't can't complain about it. Of course, he, uh, he he was looking after himself. Of course, he wants to play a lot of uh, games. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and and I've seen a lot of times where where I was thinking, Peter, come on, you're injured. Why don't you give me just a few games? You don't have to worry. I, I I'm not. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know the expression, you know, to step in the back or I'm a sportsman, I'm fair, I'm realistic and, and, and not, not crazy. And um, sometimes I, I can't remember one game we played against Wimbledon away. He had a hamstring injury and he couldn't kick with his right foot. And he played mm -hmm. and he kicked all the balls with his legs. That was, was terrible. So I felt, yeah. come on, you should, the, the, the manager should have played me. But, you know, that's afterwards. So working alongside Big Pete, did you learn anything, even though you were 33? Did you Yeah. Did you take anything mm -hmm. out of his training? Thought, you know, I'm going to be a coach later on in my, in my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take mm -hmm. the way he trains and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question, uh, Macy. Um, I think um, you're never too old to learn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're Good never mantra. too old to learn. Yeah, you always can learn. I mean, when you're young, you, you have your dreams and there's a certain way of training. But uh, when you're 32, um, you always can learn because that's experience. And uh, what I learned from Peter, um, I like his determination, his uh, will to win. Uh, he wants to play all the games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was, of course, he was shouting a lot uh, also to you, Macy. I don't know what he said. I don't know if you can remember that. But, uh, <laughs> I, don't I can know remember it. I can't, re I can't yeah, repeat but, it. But did you do anything about that? I mean, did you, was it coaching or was it you only shouting or... You know, and, um, I think the way Big Pete was is mm -hmm. is the way all goalkeepers are. You know, mm -hmm. if he makes a mistake, it's somebody else's fault. Yeah, that's easy. yeah, yeah. But I think I think with any goalkeeper, any good goalkeepers, you was the same, right? You never shut up. You was always, you know, barking orders and mm -hmm. shouting to players, and that was Big Pete. And I think it's, I think it's something I learned early on in my career that. It's yeah. good to talk at the back yeah. and organise and, mm -hmm. you know, it keeps your concentration going as well. So I think Pete, yeah. Big Pete did it in a, in a roundabout way, but obviously mm -hmm. you see him arguing with anybody. He'd yeah. argue with himself, wouldn't he? So it sounds like there's a little bit of uh, friction, I guess. Do you think that's how it has to be between goalkeepers because you're both battling for one position? And was that just like a professional thing or when like there were team meals and Christmas parties and stuff, was it the same? So was, was that what your personal relationship with him was like? My personal relationship was good because uh, we live very close to each other. And a lot of times we drove together to the game, also to the training grounds. Our wives uh, went on very well with each other. 
So yeah, you can see it was more than just a colleague or well, a big competition. No, in that perspective, it was really good. Yeah, I have seen other goalkeepers who were more in pain in the with each other. But, uh, <laughs> not, uh, Peter and I, I think it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about your first impressions? Just going back a little bit, when you first came into the changing room. And the players that were there, I mean, were Manchester United a team that you followed particularly? I, I know you mentioned, you know, you, you wanted to see what it was like to work with Pete, but yeah, did you have an opinion on the rest of the team? Mm -hmm. Well, I looked up uh, to everybody, to be honest. And uh, the first uh, player I met was uh, Gary Pallister, uh, because um, uh, when we started the preseason, uh, I lived in a hotel. And I came uh, to, um, to the stadium and uh, Gary took me to the training ground. And I thought to myself, oh, this guy is really big. You know, he's really tall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Gary is uh, just straight, you know, honest. And what do you think he says? A little bit like you, yeah. Maisie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was it like walking into the changing room, Ray, for that, that first day? Nervous? It, yeah, of course. Of course, it's yeah. strange. You come, I mean, well, the old training ground, uh, it was not... The cliff. Very, yeah. yeah, the cliff was not a very impressive place. You know, the accommodation, it's just an accommodation. Mm. It's not that you say, oh, a lot of pitches, it's nice, big. But uh, yeah, of course, uh, I, I didn't know the players, so I was looking up to everybody. And of course, my English one was not the best. It was difficult to, to communicate. So I said, okay. Just do, do your thing and then see how it goes. Did you know anyone? When I came, uh, Kulo Una Solskjaer came, Jordi Cruyff, Ronnie Johnson, Karl Poboski, maybe I missed somebody. I think that's the five new players who came. That was on. it, the five, yeah. Uh, the only person I knew was then Jordi Cruyff from Holland. Mm -hmm. So that was a little bit, uh, you know... Um, a little bit of home. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. But uh, with the training session, one thing I remember... I think it's one of the first training sessions. We had a little game, I think, a five-a-side or something. And um, I, I dived to the ball. I got the ball. And then somebody stepped on my on my knee. I thought, oh, what's going on? What is this? And Macy, you can guess who it was. I, I'd, I'd probably Keenan? guess at Keenan. Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it was one of my first sessions. Was it was it on purpose or was it just a little just a reaction one? What do you see how you what, react? What, well, I think it was on purpose. It was not really very very bad, <laughs> but I thought, oh, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have been the first one he kicked. No, no, I know, I know, I know that because uh, I had a few with him uh, in the in the past as well. But I, I got yeah. it back, and uh, I, he respected that. <laughs> that was a good one. How did you get him back? Well, uh, I think it was my last season. It was funny because uh, I didn't know that uh, till I uh, was the cooking because of Sunderland. And uh, Roy was the manager. He brought me there and uh, he said, oh, Raymond, one time you caught me. We played uh, the small games and you caught me on my ankle. And I didn't want to show it. So when, I was, when we were in a training accommodation, I was just walking normal. Well, when you passed, uh, then I was limping. But you really <laughs> caught me. <laughs> I said, okay, I didn't know that. I thought, this is a really nice one. <laughs> so, so we got it back. See you going back. What was your first impression of Maisie? Do you remember meeting him? First impression? Come on, it's 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah. 
Nou, niet um, gewoon baan. Well, the first impression. Well, the, the thing is, Macy, you, you were a fantastic defender. And I don't know how you do it, but you stopped so many balls. You blocked so many uh, shots. I've never seen a defender doing that. Because a lot of defenders, they, they step in. Uh, they, they, um, yeah, you're using your body and you're reading the game very well. And uh, you were for nobody afraid. And you know your quality. And you, you, you know exactly what you should do. So... Um, Thank you, right? Yeah, it was a pity that you were that you were injured so many times. But mm -hmm. for me, uh, uh, chapeau. I mean, you did for me. You were a great player in the front of me, and and I like to play with you because you you were a good defender. You were talking. You you were positive and all these things. Yeah. Cheers, right? Guys, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's my feeling. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mace. But... <laughs> it's lovely. Well said. Well said. The, flower, the flowers are in the post. <laughs> <laughs> and Maisie, we'll flip that one. Your thoughts on playing with Ray behind you? I'm not just saying it because Ray will be doing the podcast now, but I look at I look at United's goalkeepers now. And we're in fantastic hands. We really are. You've got David there. You've got Dean Anderson there. But going back to when we played, mm -hmm. whenever Big P got injured and Raymond came in, you knew exactly what you were going to get with Raymond. Unbelievable goalkeeper. I've never... Can you remember? Was you there with, with Bozo the year the year after? Mark Bosnich? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so when Big P left and Bozzy came in, yeah, it was like Bozo would do six shots and then he'd need a breather he'd need a break whereas Raymond would be like come on then bring it on and he'd be there all day and lads would love Raymond being in goal because he was an absolute phenomenal goalkeeper phenomenal he'd have got in any Premier League team other than United because of Big Pete that's the only reason why mm -hmm. Thank you. brilliant goalkeeper and again organisation organising never never shut up that's what you need as a centre half you don't you need a you need a goalkeeper behind you to be vocal, and Raymond was absolute brilliant at it. Brilliant at it. He really was top top professional. I think if you put if I had a, a top five of professionals I've worked with all my life, Raymond would be in the top five. Wow! Every every single bit of detail, he, he was class. Really was. Thank you, Maisie. Uh... It's all right, right? Just telling the truth, mate. Yeah. I thought well, he was phenomenal, mate. Thank you. And you think he's gorgeous. <laughs> And the good thing is, yeah, yeah. See, I got all the block, I got all the shots and the tackles and all that, and he just stayed behind looking gorgeous. <laughs> oh, the old mate's big. <laughs> Obviously, you said when you first came in, you, you didn't speak a lot of English, and that was probably quite difficult for you to settle. When did you feel like you were really part of the team in that sense that you were able to, you know, have banter with the other lads? Well, uh, when I found a, a house, uh, when my wife came over, uh, well, we had uh, some, not, not issues, but we had some things to come over because my wife was pregnant of the second child and she was born in October. So when everything was settled, yeah, it was, I think, somewhere in January, February, when everything was a little bit more calm. It always takes a, a little bit time when you're coming from abroad. That's what I found out. Mm -hmm. Even I was... 32, yeah, you, you have to find a house, you have to, to find a school, where do you have to go for shopping, where's the best place to live, 
who are the good guys in the team? Uh, where are they living? Where do you have a connection with? So all these things need a little bit of time. And of mm -hmm. course, uh, the language, it's a different language. Even if it is English, English it's still uh, a different uh, language. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think after six, seven months was, was fine. Yeah. One thing we've got to talk about is the treble year. Ooh. So before I ask you for your memories on that, that incredible season mm -hmm. and what it was like in the dressing room and, and all of it, Maisie and I have talked about this a lot on many occasions, sometimes for the conversation with guests on the podcast, sometimes just between ourselves because it's interesting. How many medals did you get of the three? How many medals did I get from the three? Yeah. I think all of them. Champions League, Premier League and, and the FA Cup, yeah, all of them. Because we don't think there's many, do we, Maisie, that have got, that have all three? No. If you look at, if you look at the way the manager did it all, I mean... Butty missed out on the FA Cup because he had to be fit for the Champions League. Scolzi and Keeney missed out on the F. Uh, no, they played the FA Cup, but missed out on the Champions League. I think there's about. I think do we work out about eight? Was it Sam nine? Yeah, it's eight, eight, eight or actually, nine. I think we got two. He played in every single in all competitions, finals to get them. I'm confused you there, aren't we, Ray? Yeah, well, uh, I only remember. Yeah, uh, Champions League. I was in the bench. I got one. Uh, Premier yeah. League. I got one. You got one. And uh, also uh, yes, I makeup. I was, I was there. Yeah. So you have all three. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised about this question, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's only because we worked out when we were doing it that it's actually less than we think. We think it's less than eleven players that managed to get all three. Really? So, oh. Yeah. Given how incredible that I season. Didn't, is. I, I didn't get the Premier League. I didn't have enough appearances. I only made, I think, seven appearances. You needed 10. You needed 10, yeah. I came in, yeah. Because I remember one time uh, we got, we won the league. I didn't get the, the medal. And Ferguson said before, uh, listen, you don't get a medal, but you get an, another different medal later. Okay. And I think, I think it was, I think the first season in 96, because you, you need 10 subs or at least 10 games. That's it, yeah. 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 And to be honest, this is a nice story. Uh, so they made a special one for me, and it seems to be even more expensive than all the, the other medals from the Premier League because it was made specially. Mm. And was that the, okay, the Premier League or the, yeah, yeah, was yeah. that United that made it? Well, it's organized by United. Nice. Yeah. That's very nice. Oh, I like yeah, that, right? A, a very, yeah, it was a very special one. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's somewhere in the locker, but... Um, uh, I heard the story after Colin Fowler. Does his name say anything to you, Macy? Who? Colin Fowler, who no. made, uh, who's responsible for for um, he's connected with the with the Premier League for uh, medals and trophies. But ah, he, right, okay. Uh, he, he told me the story. Right, I didn't, oh, I did, I that's didn't know that, but uh, yeah. Oh, happy days. Yeah. Oh, Mine might be in the pulse <laughs> <laughs> What was it like for you, Raymond, to win your first medal with the club? What was that moment like? Well, there was a very special moment because in 96, we didn't win it uh, on the pitch. Maisie, can you remember? Uh, we had to, was it? Um... Because we were leading but we were depending on a score of another team. I can't remember. Maybe it was Arsenal. It, it, was, I don't know. Uh, it was Newcastle, wasn't it? Newca I don't was know. Was it Newcastle West Ham? And it was nil-nil, so we won the league. 
yeah, so I was sitting at home on a couch, 96, 97, I think, and yeah. watching the football. And uh, because of that score, we we were a champion from of the Premier League, and it was for yes. me so strange. Can you remember now? I remember it. I remember it right. Yeah. It was Newcastle at West Ham. Okay, I, I, I know, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they either got beat or it was or the drew nil nil or one one. Yeah, yeah. Because I I was outside, striding okay. up and down the garden, <laughs> popping my head and just checking the score all the time. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Mental. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we won the Premier League uh, in my first year when I was sitting on a couch and straight away I had a phone call from Ronnie Johnson. I said, Raymond, we are champions, yeah! <laughs> no, but, you know, it didn't feel the same than when you win a game mm. and, and you're, 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 uh, you're winning Not the together, Premier League. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I remember the first one, Helen, yeah. That was my first one. Not an anti-climax, though. No, no, no. no, no <laughs> not of, of course not, but it's always great to win something. Was there a party that evening? Uh, no, no, not really. No, I, was little, I was a little bit, um, yeah, a little bit disappointed because uh, I expect you know everybody would be, yeah, we won the Premier League, blah blah blah. Ah, no, it was so. It seems like it, it seems to be like a little bit like, oh yeah, we did the it. The norm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the norm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it was for you, Macy, but I don't, uh, how how was that with, with the other players? Uh, well, the year before, we, we won the league up at Middlesbrough, didn't we? So we won it last game of the season. Yeah, but you won so the, we, the we, double. So, yeah, so we celebrated straight after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had we had the day off the next day, I think. And then we had the FA Cup final on the following Saturday. So, mm-hmm. But we did celebrate. The manager always said, you know, go out, have a good drink, enjoy yourselves. Yeah. But don't forget, you've got a big game Saturday. And mm-hmm. um, he, he, encouraged, he encouraged the the team to go out. Particularly yeah. whenever we won anything, so, so yeah. But I remember the next day coming into training, and yeah. we had the flags and the uh, the champagne and stuff like that. Champions. Mm-hmm. Remember that down at the cliff. That was good. Yeah. Still got photos of that. I can't remember that exactly anymore, but I don't have any pictures of that. I'll, I'll send them here. Right? It'll be interesting to see. So, what about the year you won all three? What was that season like for you? Did you feel like something special was happening from inside the club? No, you never know how it goes because we won it in in just two weeks' time, uh, the treble. But, um, well, my first season, we won the Premier League. The second season, we didn't win anything in Mm -hmm. 97. And the third season, yeah, of course, there is pressure because you you want to win something. And then uh, everything uh, went well. The whole season was, there was one thing that came back every time. And for me, that was, we always or most of the time won the games in the last 20 minutes. That came back even in the last game against by, uh, by Munich. I remember the, 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 the last game at Old Trafford, I think it was against uh, Tottenham. Yeah. We came 1-0 down and we won it 2-1. Mm-hmm. So that was the beginning. And then you feel, okay, this is great, this is good. Now we go to the FA Cup. What was the score, Messi, in the FA Cup? 2 0. 2 0. Keeney went off injured early. Teddy mm-hmm. came on, first touch, scored. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, remember. Yeah. Against Newcastle. Yeah. Newcastle, yeah. And then yeah. scores was the scored. Was Second it, uh, half. Ruud, was Ruud Gullet the manager? Ruud Gullet, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that was really special. You won the double. And after that, uh, we flew to. Barcelona with the Concord. <laughs> that was really, really special. And of course, yeah, if you can win the Champions League, then you have done something amazing. And I, I th- still think it's something that's really, really special these days. 
winning the treble. Last 10 minutes of the buying game, what were your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Well, last 10 minutes, let, let's say before the game, Phil Neville asked me, what do you think? Well, I said, uh, I said 2-1. I think we will win. Yeah. But of course, only to, yeah, only yeah, to yeah. Phil. Uh, so after, what is it, five, seven minutes, one nil down. Oh, mm. It was not it was not our game. It was no. more Munich, uh, more chances. We had a few, but you know, it was we were a little bit struggling. And I think it was 10 minutes or five minutes before the end. And Phil said, I remember, what do you think? Oh, I think it will be really hard, it will be very difficult. <laughs> well, the last five minutes, everybody knows it. So it changed like that. And uh, uh, amazing. Yeah. People asking what, what, what goes through your body, what do you feel? It's so difficult to say. I think you only can go back in time. Mm -hmm. You know where you are, you know what you did. And then, uh, yeah, no, celebrate, celebrating. Mm -hmm. It was... It was, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was so good. I don't think I've ever... I tell you, I don't think I've ever ran that quick in my life <laughs> to when Ollie scored and... Uh, Teddy scored the first one, and then Ollie. Yeah, yeah, correct. That was mental. Yeah, That mental. was mental. I had Crazy. exactly the same thing. I've never been so quick from the from the bench to the pitch to all the players for the first goal and the second one was even more crazy. Yeah. And after that, it was uh, 30 seconds left and then uh, we got it. Right at the end, obviously... Peter Schmeichel went up for the corner. Yeah. Would you have done that? Of course. Nothing to lose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sam, just taking a moment to realise how lucky we are right now to be in the presence of I know, yeah. two people that have yeah. won the treble just chatting yeah. about it. It was a good That's night, crazy, wasn't it? it? Yeah. yeah, crazy. Uh, it was incredible. Yeah. It was. There were some very big moments, like with Peter going up for that corner and also the penalty save against Arsenal. For mm -hmm. you watching on as, as someone who wants to be playing... Mm -hmm. Is there is there like the joy of yes he saved it but also you want to play so you, you don't want him to save it I guess um, uh, yeah you're right it's it's difficult to have that feeling but my strongest feeling was I'm a part of it I'm a part of the whole the whole thing and of course I wanted to play more but I had the feeling okay I, I did my job in training I worked hard I give the the, the my my teammates the challenge. When I want to do some finishing, I'm there. Uh, I'm there when, when the manager needs me. Uh, I'm there to do the warm-up for Peter, uh, to give him a good warm-up. So I really had the feeling uh, I'm, I'm a part of it. So, yeah, I, I was really happy that Peter uh, stopped the penalty from uh, Bergkamp. And, uh, yeah, I was uh, celebrating uh, uh, like crazy when we won uh, the treble uh, because I felt a part of it. I thought I did my share. Um, mm -hmm. And that was my feeling. And um, maybe somebody else will go, will do, have a different uh, opinion or feeling about it. But uh, this came from me. Of course. I forgot to ask you, when you were growing up, did you follow an English Premier League team? Ooh. The right answer is to say, <laughs> yes, it was Manchester United. <laughs> Raymond, you can, say whatever, Ray, you can say whatever you want here, but just make sure it's United. And then <laughs> off there, we can just see what you actually chose. It's fine, don't worry. <laughs> yes, of course, I uh, uh, follow the English team and uh, one of my favourite teams was yeah. uh, Man United. And, and the truth is that the other team you liked was... 
No, I didn't have another team. Uh, the only thing is uh, I had a friend who was uh, a really ridiculous fan of Liverpool. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, when he was uh, 10 years old, he had already uh, uh, the programs in, in Holland from, from Liverpool. And uh, for me, it was more, yeah, okay, great. Uh, my connection was a little bit because Bruce, of a Bruce, Grobla uh, was, was uh, the goalkeeper of Liverpool and there was a little Dutch connection. For me, that was, uh, yeah, great. But I love to, to, to see the, the English way of playing football, mm -hmm. the, the atmosphere, the fans, uh, everything. So my dream was, yeah, playing in, in England doesn't matter where. But uh, to play for Man United, that was that was not something what I expected. What was your relationship like with the fans, and what were your first impressions of the fans when you came to Manchester? I was impressed. Um, my first training, there were uh, supporters at the training ground, and I thought, okay, they will ask, uh, you know, autographs from from the players, and not for me. I mean, for me, I was a nobody. And all the fans, they knew very quick who I was and they wanted to have autographs as well. And uh, yeah, that, that was my first impression. And after that, yeah, well, of course, when we played the games, there were so many supporters at home. Of course, it was uh, always sold out, but yeah. even away, they traveled to, to all the games and uh, they were always supporting Man United. Yeah, I was really impressed. I mean, sometimes you see games on the television and you see... It's not sold out. It's for fifty percent for supporters. But with Man United, it's mm -hmm. always never happens. Yeah. No, no. And you know uh, the other thing is all the supporters of the opponents uh, they hated us because they hated that we were winning so many times. Mm -hmm. So there was a real you know fight to each other. But it was for me it was a great experience. I, I loved it. Mm -hmm. Tasca, can I bring you in? Oh, mate, so, so so Tasca, who produces this thinks of himself as a goalkeeper, obviously as a Man United fan. I can't say that I'm absolutely right from everybody's perspective, but certainly from mine and my experiences of, of United from my entire life is that not many second-choice goalkeepers have a, a relationship with the fans like you did. I always felt like you were very much embraced. And Tasker, as someone who's paid more attention to goalkeepers than anyone else here, I suspect, do you think that's fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think... I sort of was a fan of Raymond as much as I was a fan of Peter when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think in that respect, you were you were both on a par. You were both the celebrity goalkeepers, especially during United's most successful period ever, basically. But, yeah, I don't think since and before there's ever been that kind of two top-level goalkeepers. Mm. I suppose Dean and, uh, Dean and David would hopefully like to protest that these days, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Is that how it felt for you, Raymond? Did you feel close to the fans? Like, like there was a personal relationship? Yeah, I had, um, for my feeling, I had a good relationship with, with the fans. Uh, they were, they were sh shouting my name as well. To be honest, during the game, in the beginning, I didn't hear anything. I was so focused uh, in the game. I want, didn't want to concede one goal. And uh, uh, at a certain time, Phil Neville said to me, Raymond, you know, they, they are singing for you. I said, what? They're singing for me? Yeah, listen. Then I realized that they were singing for me. So from that moment, I thought, wow, I, I was, you know, um, yeah, like a shoulder clock on, okay, you're doing well. And even the, 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 the supporters are supporting you. And that was, it was a great feeling. So I, I'm, I'm really proud that they still see me as, as a, one of the good uh, players of uh, Man United. And I mean, it's, it's not so easy. I mean, I had Peter Smiles in the front of me. But when he did eventually go... 
Did you know that was going to happen? And did you think, right, this is my opportunity? Yeah, you're correct, Helen. Um, <laughs> you're like, bye. <laughs> no, you, you always have to wait who, who comes in. And mm-hmm. uh, well, at this time, uh, Mark Bosnitz came in. So I thought, okay, um, he's not the same as uh, Peter Smeichel. So I looked how he trained, how he was, how he was doing. And I thought, okay, I will have a chance. I will have a chance to make some games. Mm-hmm. I will have a chance to make more than one game. And uh, my feeling was right. And uh, that season I played uh, almost more games than, I don't know exactly, but I played quite a lot of games and maybe even more than uh, Mark Bosnich. Mm-hmm. What's it like, Ray, as, as, as a goalkeeper, knowing that the number one's left, you're the number two, and then the gaffer goes and brings in another goalkeeper. Did he speak to you about it or was it just a case of, well, you know, that's what happens and I've got to put up with it? No, I know uh, Peter left. Of course, there will be somebody else uh, would come in. I mean, I was not 27 yeah. anymore. So mm-hmm, sure. uh, I've been realistic and I knew, okay, of course they bring a, a goalkeeper in. Mm-hmm. And he told me that uh, Bosnich would, would come. Um, I thought, okay, he did a good job at the Aston Villa. He, he, he was a good goalie. He did well, um, I think, in the academy for Man United. So when he left. Yes. Yeah. Um, so nothing, nothing wrong with that. But I was surprised that he was not as fit as what I expected. I mean, okay, that's a possibility that maybe some players need a little bit time to get fit. But um, for me, he was not fit for, for the top for, for Man United for me. Mm-hmm. And he was struggling with, uh, with, with, with back passes, with kicking. Yeah, and, I remember. Uh, I think that was the, the biggest issue because he was a fantastic shot stopper. Mm. So the whole package was not, I think, not the right package for, for Man United. So for me, that was a chance to play. I have to agree there. I have to agree there. But then Fabian comes as well. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Fabian. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I, I loved him. I mean, uh, he was such a he good guy. He was brilliant. I, I loved the way he, he was as a personality. He was a great goalkeeper. Uh, he knew what was his weakness. Uh, he knew what, where he was good in. I think his first season was the best season. The second mm-hmm. uh, season, he struggled privately, uh, um, and there was some, some reason why there was not the same uh, performance anymore. Yeah, and and the third season was, uh, I think, not good enough to uh, to keep him for a longer time. Mm. And uh, and yeah, he's he's not very tall, so I was a little bit surprised that he. Well, he did well the first season. But if yeah. the if you play a little bit English the English way of playing football with long balls and uh, in the air, of course all the defenders can do their job. But sometimes the goalkeeper, you need a goalkeeper to to deal with mm-hmm. that as well. Mm-hmm. But fantastic uh, colleague, I get on with him very well. Great humor. Yeah. Don't feel any pressure, but uh, I can see a smile on your face, Macy. So that says enough. No, uh, as you say, Fabian was horizontal at times. He was so laid back. Yeah. And he, you know, go and see Albert at half time, go and have a cigarette and a, a oh. little co- coffee and stuff. Yeah. And you're thinking, the wow. guy's mental. Yeah. yeah. No so that means also, maybe it doesn't look like that he is nervous, but if you need a cigarette, it says yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. And the coffee. So it gets to 2001 and you signed a one year contract extension at this time. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Uh, 2001 yeah I think it was I mm-hmm. think three years two years one one yeah mm-hmm. what age were you by that year 
too difficult for me to work out. I think 38. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 38, so you got a yeah. one year contract extension. Did you kind of feel like, obviously we know goalkeepers play for a much longer time, but what were the thoughts in your head about your career moving forward at that time? Well, I found it really difficult to leave Man United because United was in my heart. Yeah, um, when I stood there for the last time on the pitch, yeah, I felt pain. I was sad. And uh, I, I felt, okay, this is my last time I've been on the pitch. But for, for my last year was, uh, now I'm thinking, Roy Carroll was, I think, the goalkeeper. Yeah. Macy? Roy right. Carroll? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roy Comen, yeah. Roy Carroll, me, and was there somebody else? Was, that, was Andy Gorham there still? No? No, he has been there for no. a very short time. Yeah. It was when I was injured on my knee. Nick Culkin, was it? Was it Nick? Nick, I remember a game Nick came on for you mm-hmm. at Highbury when you got banged yeah, yeah, in the face. A, yeah, last minute, yeah. No, I'm not sure. No. So that was my last last uh, season, uh, Helen, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I found that, uh, yeah, I was not, you know, not looking forward to something else. And they say, okay, uh, you will find another club. Well, at the end I did. Uh, I went to West Ham United. Um, and that was... It was a different season, yeah. But as you said, it was a very difficult decision for you to eventually move on from the club. What yeah. What was the conversation that you had with the manager at that time? Uh, yeah, it was it was not so difficult. The, the, the only thing was, uh, yeah, we don't extend your contract. Mm-hmm. So that means uh, then it's over. Then you have to look for something mm-hmm. else. Yeah. When did you think about getting into coaching, right? I've been coaching already when I was at Man United. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can't remember. I did uh, the goalkeepers. We had only um, we we didn't have a goalkeeping coach at the time when I came at uh, Man United. So TC did TC no, come no. in? No, TC went to Sunderland. TC came later after I think two or three years. Right. I did the goalkeeper sessions for uh, for the young academy uh, uh, goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, there was uh, what was his name? I forgot his name. He came in on the Monday, always on the Monday. Uh, Scottish. Eric Steele? No, 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 no. Scottish uh, goalkeeping coach, Maisie. I said, Alan, Alan. Alan, yes. Yeah, well, anyway, he he was there once in a week and he did all the the goalkeepers because I've been a goalkeeping coach in Holland uh, already uh, when I was uh, playing football. I did also the the, the goalkeepers uh, two times in a week. Hodgkinson. Hodgkinson, that's the one. Correct, amazing. So Alan Hodgkinson is a goalkeeping coach. Yeah, he, and then you you take over him. Yeah, and uh, after that uh, TC came in. Yeah, but um, yeah, well, uh, Helen, I've been uh, uh, a goalkeeping coach already for a long time. I did it already when I was playing in the first team uh, from an amateur club. Mm-hmm. I did it also in Holland when I uh, what time at the end of my career. So I made a combination. Um, I've always been busy in that way, and I'm a PE teacher, so yeah, you know course. it's 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 in line of uh, coaching and teaching. Like lots of people that we know have been pe- trained to be PE teachers, Jose Mourinho, Van Hal. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. coaching was always in your your sights. Yeah. Did you do coaching badges when you were at Manchester United? Not uh, before uh, Manchester United. So you had done them before you'd actually got... Yeah, a a few. Mm -hmm. Not all of them. When I came back to to Holland, I did all the badges. The only one I don't have is to be a manager. So the last, the pro pro. license. 
all the others I have as an outfield uh, coach and I have all the badges as a goalkeeping mm-hmm. coach. Raven, you, you returned to... Go, sorry, Helen, go no, on. No, it's okay, go. No, go on. No, no, Ray, you, you returned... Oh, <laughs> go on, Bells. No, 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 no I'm, go I'm going. No, I'm no, going. go on. No. <laughs> go, go on. This is the problem with Zoom. I was going to say the pro license, is that something you ever look to do in the future? Um, I think I'm getting too old for that. I think it doesn't make sense to do it because I, w- I will not be a manager. And I think a manager to be a manager, it's an experienced job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you have to start early uh, to do it. Of course, I can do it, but um, I think there are enough other old players or uh, managers uh, who can do the job. I, I think I'm good enough to be a uh, goalkeeping coach or to be an assistant coach of the manager. Raymond, you finish your career yeah. at... Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, uh, it's like a government website list. Agov Appledorn something? Yeah, Agio VV Appledorn. That's the one, Agio Cockpit. Appledorn, yeah, that's correct. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, I knew I'd get it out. But that's where you scored your first ever career goal, was it? <laughs> yeah. A penalty? Yeah. See? Yeah, I remember. This, this is a special one. <laughs> Go yeah. on then, talk us through yeah. it. Uh, I was 44. It was... Um, uh, 44, la- right. 44, amazing. Yeah. And wow. uh, it was the last game of the season. Now, let's say it was uh, not the last one, the one before. We had a penalty in, yeah. in, in the competition. And someone said, hey, Raymond, take the penalty. I said, no, 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 no. The striker wanted to, have, uh, wanted to take the penalty. So I let it go. And after the game, I thought, oh, my God, this was my chance. You know, you have to have a chance to score. So we had one game left. It was the last one, away game. And we had another penalty uh, just before the end. We were, I think, 4-0, 5-0 down. And what a penalty. And I said, okay, this is my chance. So from the goal, I sprinted forward. <laughs> I ran to the box. I took the ball. I take the penalty. And I scored. <laughs> and I, was, I was so pleased. We lost 5-1. But I, I was just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You did your <laughs> job. You scored. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But afterwards, I didn't know that. A journalist told me, hey, Raymond, did you know you were the oldest professional player who scored a goal <laughs> in, the, in, in, the, in the Premier League? I said, no, I didn't know. So wow. I'm, the, I'm the oldest player who scored a goal. I love how happy your face is lighting up more than when we talked about the travel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh, you know it's a little Raymond, bit. Raymond, that that will stand forever. <laughs> no, I don't. Nobody's going to play is... forty-four. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffon. Buffon. Yeah, but come Buffon. on, Buffon is playing at uh, Juventus. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But it was so funny because uh, when I uh, when I was young, uh, there was a you know a penalty uh, a shootout, and uh, I was one of the guys who who had to take a penalty, and I took one. And I kicked the ball and I kicked also the ground. So the ball was boom, 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 boom. No. Oh. Did it reach the keeper? So, so from that moment, I had, you know, a penalty. Uh, <laughs> it was a blackout. So after that, I never took a penalty anymore. So I, take, I took the last one in my, in my career. So that's why I'm so pleased, Helen. That's why you see a smile in my face. But I was more Brilliant. pleased with the treble, to be honest. Eh? But it's just, yeah. just, a, just, a, just a story. Wait, just a quick one. You say, obviously, you retired at 44, but am I right in thinking when you were at Sunderland as a coach, did Keane register you in the squad? Yes, yes, correct. I just randomly popped into my head then as we were doing it. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, uh, I was at Sunderland and Roy said, well, 
uh, you are so fit. I still um, uh, still have to trust. So if we are in trouble, uh, I put you on the list just in case. I said, okay, great. So you can say, okay, I was on, well, my really retirement is 45 then. <laughs> Brilliant. What was it like working with Keenan? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Was it yeah. good though? Yeah. Enjoy it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think Roy was really good. Uh, he was, first of all, um, he brought me to Sunderland. Mm-hmm. And I know him as a player, and to become a manager is completely different, of course. The way he was managing, that's that's the way he is. Yeah. With all kinds of things. I mean, you have your stronger side and you have a weaker side, but he, he wanted to win. He was passionate. Uh, he's putting himself under pressure. Um, he put the players under pressure, and he did it his way. Um, and I can see where, where he was coming from and what he was doing but not all the players could do what he was hoping that the players mm-hmm. could do. And yeah. he was sometimes frustrated that the players were not that good. And uh, he had to deal with that. And uh, that was the learning point for him. But um, he was really good for, for, the, for the staff. Um, he looked uh, after the players and uh, he, well, he was a tough manager, mm-hmm. a little bit like a mix of Alex Ferguson, a mix of uh, Brian Clough. Yeah, I think he did a good job at Sunderland. Good to work with. Yeah. yeah, it was nice to work with. I've got one last question for you, and yeah. then we'll stop bothering you. Yeah, no problem. What are your thoughts right now on the current goalkeeping situation at United with David De Gea and Dean Henderson? Because everybody's so excited, mm-hmm. because they're both so good and yeah. both so desperate to be the number one. Yeah, yeah, uh, I can see that. Um, that's that's a very difficult situation when you have two top goalkeepers and um, yeah, De Gea has proved that he is uh, for the long term a really good goalkeeper and if you look at Dean, yeah, well, he's young, uh, full of energy, he wants to play and he's doing a good job for Man United. Uh, yeah, the, the problem is only one player can, can play and yeah. uh, as long as Dean can play a, a few games then he will be okay but for the long term, yeah then the manager has to make a decision. Uh, I've been thinking of him uh, last season or this season uh, because um, we needed a new uh, uh, goalkeeper. Now we got somebody uh, on loan, but, but I was even thinking of uh, Dean to get him to uh, PSV Eindhoven. But um, yeah, he's good. He's doing well and he's developing himself and he's get the minutes also in the different competitions. So there will be a very interesting uh, situation, I think, uh, for the next couple, uh, well, let's say, two years. Yeah, definitely. I think we're all excited about it. Remember, thank you so much for talking to us. I think Helen might have one final question. Yes, we just need a recommendation. A former teammate who would be a good guest on our podcast. Ooh, let me think. Oh. Keane's uh, name's come up one or two times, not so. Yeah, uh, and Poporski. Karl Poposki, yeah. Pops is good. Poposki. What do you think of Jordi Cruyff? Jordi, yeah. Hmm. Jordi's a great lad. Yeah. I love Jordi. He, he, he can He's talk. Uh, give him uh, one question and he will talk the whole hour. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Less work for us, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is, Helen. Ray, I, I, yeah. Raymond, I can't, I can't leave because there's one little bit left there. What was it like coming back to see the lads in 2019 to celebrate the treble? That was so good. That was so It was great, wasn't it? Oh, that was fantastic. I mean, um, I don't know how it was for you, but the the feeling, I had the feeling everybody was with a smile on the face, on the pitch, in the dressing room, afterwards, together with a drink. Mm -hmm. It was like the old times 
everybody respected each other for the for the good things. There was no hate. Even you know, David Beckham was most of the time not involved, but even he was there. Uh, it was a pity that Roy was not there, but. Uh, Everybody made an yeah. effort to come there, to be there, and uh, had a chat with each other, and share the, the the memories. I thought that's that was amazing. That was that gave, that gave me such a good feeling. Mm-hmm. You you don't have that so so many times. I I, I never had this before with with other teams. Mm-hmm. I don't know how no. it is with, with you, but that that was my feeling. Even also people around, the wives or ex-wives, whatever, who were there for girlfriends. It was such a nice environment and 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 yeah, energy. All the energy was was good. Brilliant, wasn't it? And you? Oh, mate, yeah, oh, incredible. Yeah, incredible. I Loved mean, it. You, you have been at different different clubs and you have seen so many teams and you 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 are so long working already for Man United. But I thought that I thought that day couldn't have been any better. Yeah, yeah. But just to see all the lads again, mm-hmm. to get them all in the same dressing room, as you say. I think there's only Keeney and Giggsy missing. Yeah. To get the lads back was was brilliant. Yeah. I, I, and uh, it, it was great catching up. It really yeah. was. Yeah. And and a speech from from Fergie eh? in the dressing room. Oh, right? You could hear a pin drop. Yeah. That was yeah. that was the best five, ten minute speech I've ever heard. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Can you, re- can you remember everything? No. I remember the majority of it, yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember yeah. it. Uh, he took all the players, bam, 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 and Macy, you're this, and, and Ronnie, you're yeah. this, and, and look at where you are, Gary. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It really was. So yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, Helen and others. Uh... No, it's okay. Listen, you guys continue. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we want to hear. That's why we're here. <laughs> Raymond, thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, Honestly, it's... it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Some fantastic stories, and we really mm-hmm. appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Helen. Thank you, Raymond. Cheers, Ray. Thank you. Thank you all. And good luck. What a lovely human being. I thoroughly enjoyed that one, guys. Oh, so good. There were points where you could just sit. It's just lovely to sit and listen to, to Raymond and Maisie just chatting about... I was just going to say that. It was great, wasn't it? Nice to catch up with them, Maisie. Because I suppose uh, the last time you'd probably seen him would have been that treble reunion. It was, yeah. 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 And... I think when you when you have those reunions and you know you see your your ex teammates, immediately the love is just there for your teammates. It's so good, so good. And Raymond, Raymond was a it was is still is a lovely lovely fella. Every time we see each other, it's a big hug and big handshakes. Lovely fella, he is. Aww. And you can see that in the podcast. Yeah, such a. I've got a question for you, Maisie. You All said right. that he was in your top five professionals that you ever worked with. Who's the other one? Good question, Sam. Who's the other one? Yeah, well, I imagine of the professionals you've worked with, myself, Helen and Tasker are the top three. <laughs> so Raymond is four or five. Who's the other one? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name names. They know who they are. But you are happy to accept that we'd be top three. Oh well, you three, you three aren't. What? What? I put Helen up there. <laughs> we've got we've got a long history. We've worked together before. Right. You know, we're, we were nearly, nearly ten a dream years, team. may I say. Nearly 10 yeah, years. 10 years. Tusker's all right. Sam's just new, new kid on the block and he's still finding his feet. You remember that guy that tweeted to say you sound like you hate me in every podcast? He's going to be taking notes of this one. Good. <laughs> now, nah, lovely fellow Raymond. Ultimate professional. Absolutely. You absolutely loved that story about Sir Alex meeting him in the airport. Like, 
I've never seen you love a story so much and ask so many questions. You're so on it. I know, because I, I just... Do you know what? I think the reason why I like those stories is, is because you can actually put yourself in his position, mm-hmm. being in the back of the car, the gaffer picking you up, not really speaking a lot of English, obviously listening to the gaffer as well with his thick Glaswegian accent as well, probably not understanding a word he's saying. But you can put yourself in that. It's brilliant. I love those things. Can I just say, like, that just would not happen in today's no. modern-day game. Very, un- well, not saying would not happen. Very, very unlikely. And I... I'm quite sad about that because there's something really nice about that story. Yeah. Well, it's similar, isn't it? And I think it's, I don't know if it's old school. I think it's just the way the manager is. You know, the fact that he also went over to uh, speak to Bojan and his, yeah. his club. Mm. You know, nobody hears his stories. He of had what... more time back then, probably, though. Yeah. Modern day football is probably just so busy. Even, you know but, what I mean? And Sir Alex's last years. Yeah. But I think you make time as well when, when you see something yeah. special. You make time for it, and I think that's that's what makes Sir Alex stand out as you know the best manager ever. Mm-hmm. Tell you what I've noticed in these podcasts, David. Me, you love goalkeepers. Whenever we get a goalkeeper on, you love them. Yeah, well, probably bailed me out that many times. Probably still feels protected <laughs> by them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Big Pete's class in it. Uh, listen, I'm just, I, I just love all my teammates. The, well, no, like Lee Grant, for example. I was, I was a spare part in that one. Yes, she was, yeah. Uh, also, another player who had to have his hair cut. Mm-hmm. After yeah. Bojan. Yeah. Sam, here's a question. Yes. If you got into Sir Alex's car yes. tomorrow and he asked you to cut your hair, would you? He'd be like G.I. Joe. What does, he, what, yeah, what does he want me to do with it? Straight off, number one. Yeah, I guess so. If you are, I, I suppose Any Sir Alex asked you to do something, do it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. No, you don't question why I do. You just get on with it. No, well, funny we mention that because our good producer, Matthew Tasker... Had a little chat with Sir Alex Ferguson and he was asked to just do that. Has he shaved it off? Told you to shave, didn't he? I wasn't asked, I was told. Uh, but no, I haven't shaved it off yet. He was told. Still got a beard. Still got a beard. I might have mentioned this on the, on a previous podcast, but can you remember when the gaffer came back from his recent health issues and me and Big Pete were pitch side doing one of the games and we actually went out to see the gaffer because we'd not seen him nobody spoke to him, and the first words out of his mouth is, get that shit off your face, a week's fine to the parrier. That's what <laughs> Was he, he referring to your facial hair or some yeah. makeup? No, just our, our beards. Pete had his little goatee and I was a little bit, well, I just had a, a, did he a never like beard. Did he never like facial hair? I don't know, but looking back, looking back through the teams, I don't think, I don't think we did. Everybody was Very clean rare, shaven. Yeah. Tasker could take some advice from that, couldn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roy Keane had a little a little goatee, no, under Fergie? Yeah, Keane had one, yeah. 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 But he was a bit of a rebel, wasn't he? So. Mm. One day soon we will ask Sir Alex all of these questions. Yeah, Tasker's yeah. made friends with him. Shall we do some emails, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Robin, the podcast is incredible. The relationship between Maisie, Simon and Helen is genuine and relatable. A special thank you to Simon. He does say in brackets, Sam. Don't worry. Hey. Uh, for ensuring Wayne Rooney's part two. My daughter loves watching Sam on Hi. Hey. Hi. No. Brian Carr. How? How? P.S. The producers deserve a shout out for keeping the authenticity. Producers never get any credit. Bless them. Kind regards, Robin. Don't you worry, Robin. We give him lots of credit. Our good friend, Task. 
Max Fuentes says, Cheers, guys. Max from Brentwood, New York, USA. Uh, big Man United fan and big fan of you guys since I've started listening. Absolutely love the podcast. Amazing features every week. Love the chemistry between you three and the guests and love the stories and questions you guys ask everyone. Had the honour of making a dream come true last November, this is 2019, to visit Manchester for the first time to go and see the Europa League match versus Partizan and later in the week my first Premier League match versus Brighton. Two great wins, two moments I'll never forget and I'll never forget walking into the Theatre of Dreams for the first time. Surreal moment. Listening to you guys every week brings me a little closer to the lads every week. I appreciate you guys for that. Here's a couple of pictures of my visit and he sent some photos. There's loads of them and they look like they're absolutely loving it. Cheers, Max. They're class. Lovely photo. Go on, guys. Thank you very much for your email, Max. Thank you. And one more from Andy Gray. Hi there. My name is Andy Gray from Sheerness in Kent. Would like to begin by saying I've been a United fan all my life, 37 years, and bringing my kids up as United fans as well. Keep the love going. Podcast is amazing. So is Helen. David Superstar May, you were one of my best defenders growing up. And Sam, my kids adore you on Scrambled. Would love you guys to say hello to my four kids, Chloe, Lexi Rose, Harley and Hayden. Keep the pod going. Best ever. Thank you very much. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. And hello, everybody. Hello, kids. How are you Hi. doing? Hi. Doing well. Hi, Chloe. Hi, Lexi Rose. Hi, Harley. Hi, Hayden. A lot, lot of love for you here, Sam. I know, it's weird, isn't it? I always forget you have another job. It's like a double life. I'm like a spy. That is it for another week, guys. Remember, you can get in touch on the usual ways. Unitedpodcast at manunited.co.uk or you can tweet us or anything else, guys. Tweet. Leave a review. They can do reviews. Review. Whatever you feel is necessary. Send Helen a text on Twitter. A text? And if you could uh, fax David May an email of the telegram you want him to read, that would <laughs> <Yeah>. be great. <laughs> yeah. Also, don't forget that you can watch the box set of all of our episodes of the United Podcast on MUTV with new episodes airing every Friday. Guys, it's been a pleasure as always. Always a dream. Yes. See you all soon. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Ciao.